0: Thank you for downloading A Jigsaw Guide to Life with Alec McClellan. Hi, I'm Tim Donnelly. Welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us today. When it comes to sharing our faith, one of the key Bible passages that seems to put a lot of weight on our shoulders actually takes the weight off when we realize what it says. One of the greatest obstacles to evangelism is the fear of being asked a question and not knowing the answer. Well, on today's program, Alex shows how the Bible relieves this pressure so you can have the confidence to share your faith. Many Christians find it difficult to open their mouth and share their faith. So hear this, you can keep your mouth closed and live a good life. And that way, you let your actions speak for themselves. Many Christians find it difficult to open their mouth and share their faith. It's true, you can keep your mouth closed... And live a good life, and that way you let your actions speak for themselves. It's true, you can live this way, but also it's true. And we know that the Bible says that's not how we ought to live. We're called to live very differently. Now, we must reflect the character of Christ. We must reflect the light. If you don't reflect the character of Christ, whatever you do say will mean nothing. But in addition to shining the light... We're also responsible to share the truth. And that means we need to share what we believe and why we believe it. Now that's when things can get difficult and that's when there are many obstacles to the gospel. And many Christians indeed find it difficult to open their mouth and share their faith. Well, I want to offer encouragement today. I want to, instead of putting pressure on your shoulders, perhaps take some of the false pressure off your shoulders, pressure that you put on yourself. There's a key verse in the Bible that can help us because it is designed to encourage us and to equip us to reach out to the people around us. And it was written in a context that has tremendous application in our situation today. The verse in the Bible comes from 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15 and the apostle Peter was writing in the first century in a situation that directly addresses many of the difficulties that we face today. Peter's writing in the first century to Christians and these Christians were living in areas where they were living alongside non-Christians, people who were looking at their lives and recognizing they were different, recognizing that they were standing out in a crowd. They were looking at these Christians at the things they would do, at the things they would not do, and they didn't understand. And they were upset because these Christians weren't just falling into line and doing what everybody else was doing. And as a consequence, the response and the reaction to the Christians largely wasn't very positive. Indeed, it was very negative. There was a lot of negativity, a lot of criticism, even hostility. So these Christians in the first century very quickly figured out life would be a lot easier if we could just keep our mouths closed, live a good life and let our actions speak for themselves. Well, we come into the 21st century and we can see that as Christians living alongside non-Christians our lives ought to stand out in the same way. People ought to look at Christians and look at the things that they do, look at the things they don't do and be curious and not get it, not understand it and to try and figure things out as they look at Christians and wonder why they don't just fall into line and do what everybody else is doing. And as a result of that, in the 21st century, very often the response or the reaction is not positive There's a lot of negativity, there's a lot of criticism, there's even a lot of hostility toward Christians and therefore Christians feel the temptation, they understand, you know what, life would be a lot easier if we could just keep our mouths closed, just live a good life, let our actions speak for themselves. So as Peter addresses this in the first century, we can see the application in the 21st century. So what does he have to say to Christians who are feeling the fear and the opposition? Peter says this, 1 Peter 3, verse 15, but in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Once more, he says this, but in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Three quick lessons from this verse that I trust will encourage you and equip you to reach out to the people around you. And why is this so important? It's because Peter is encouraging us that as we live alongside other people, that God wants to use us to reach out to them. I remember when Cheryl and I had a young family and we moved into a neighbourhood, into a new home. And one of the things that was going to be tricky about this move was that people in this community knew we were coming and they knew we were Christians. And within that community, there was a fair degree of scepticism and a little bit hostility towards religious types. And Christians were viewed very much as religious types. And what did that suggest to people? The people moving in were probably going to be a bit bigoted, intolerant, abrasive, um, the kind that liked to point the finger, being judgmental toward others. So there was a lot of negative um, ideas about what a Christian looked like. And we knew this coming in. And so we knew that it was going to take time to try and just get to know people and allow people to get to know us. Now, when you move into a neighborhood, uh, it's not a good idea to go and start bashing people over the head with a Bible. It's never a good idea to go and start bashing people over the head with a Bible. But in this situation, in this setting, we wanted to get to know people. We wanted them to get to know us. And that takes time. But over a period of time, As we got to know people, as they got to know us as a family, as they watched us, as they looked at the way that we lived our lives, it opened up some great opportunities to have some wonderful conversations. One family that lived right across from us, they became very special friends, uh, got a great relationship with the, the husband and the father who lived across the street. And as we got to know each other and as we talked about things, he was very familiar with religion. He was very uh, religious in terms of going to church faithfully. He understood that. He was a good guy. But as we talked a little bit more about the distinction between a religion and a relationship with the living God by making that personal commitment to trust in Jesus, this wasn't something that he had always been familiar with. And as we talked, he reached a point where he was very eager to take that step to trust in Jesus, to have that relationship, more than just a religion. And as he took that step to pray and trust in Jesus, we were so excited. And it was fascinating because when he went back to church and he told me how his experience of church was different. It was almost like he had new eyes and new ears because he was a new creation in Christ. And he told me, he said, Alec, I'm sitting in this church and I'm looking at the other people thinking, do they get it? Are they understanding what we have here? And it was such a joy to see that unfold just as we naturally got to know people got to live alongside them and through those relationships god gave us opportunities not just to shine the light but to share the truth peter wants to write about that in first peter chapter 3 15 to encourage us and to equip us to reach the people around us and the first thing he says is but in your hearts set apart christ As Lord. The first thing, the first step when it comes to sharing our faith is that internal transformation. You have in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Now, the word heart in the popular culture often has been defined as your feelings and your emotions. When we see the word heart in the Bible, it means so much more. It includes our feelings and our emotions, but also it engages our mind, it encompasses our will. Your heart in the Bible means the very epicenter of your being, the very core of who you are. And when you have an anchor in your soul based upon a deep commitment to Jesus Christ as a consequence, you are changed on the inside. So your life will start to look different on the outside and not just in your behavior, what you can do, but how you can share with the people around you. So whenever you're worried about fear, but if you have that relationship deep within you, God will help you. He will give you courage and strength beyond what you can do to live and to reach the people around you. And as you live differently, that will provoke the people around you to curiosity, which is why Peter then says, always be prepared to give an answer. Implicit in that statement is someone is asking you a question. Otherwise, why would you need to be prepared to give an answer? An answer to what? Peter says, this is our primary responsibility, not to answer every question that is out there. We'll never be able to answer everyone's questions. We want to do our best to try and help them come alongside people. But what is our primary responsibility? Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. This is our key responsibility as Christians. We are living with hope in a world that has no hope. You take the God of the Bible out of the picture. You take airbrush God out of the big picture and what are you left with in this life, in this world, in this universe? What do we have to look forward to? We've got nothing to look forward to. The only thing guaranteed is that we will die, all our friends will die, everybody that we know will die. This civilization will die. This world will die. This universe will die. One day all this will die and decay. Everything will be forgotten and mean absolutely nothing. There's no hope to look forward to, which is why people in this life recognize the word hope means the expectation of something good. There's not much to expect that's going to be good as we look further down the road. So instead of looking there, instead of asking that question, they become intoxicated with other things that will distract them and preoccupy them. But if they see people living with hope in this world, that will get their attention. Why is it Christians live with hope? If you're a Christian listening to this, think about why do you have hope in this world? Well, we have hope in this world because we have hope in Jesus. And Jesus' life, uh, life, his death and his resurrection. Now Jesus was the son of God who left heaven, and he came to earth and he lived among us. And then he went to the cross and he died for us. He has paid for everything that should separate us from a holy God. He came for that purpose. But when he died, he didn't stay dead. He rose again from the dead, which is why he actually conquered death and offers us new life when we trust in him. When you trust in Jesus, you move from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. And when you have that life and that relationship with Jesus, that starts the moment you trust in him and it lasts forever. This world is not it above and beyond this life, this world, we know that we will be with God forever. And when you live with that perspective, it changes everything. You will stand out from the crowd. What does Peter say? But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. The Bible says do this gently and respectfully or you keep your mouth closed. But when you share this, shining the light, sharing the truth, what you believe, why you believe it gently and respectfully, God says he's going to use that in the lives of people around you. And this verse is designed specifically to encourage you and to equip you to share. And as you do this, naturally and supernaturally, God will drive it home to greater effect and to use it and to use you. To draw other people closer to Jesus. I'm Tim Donnelly. Thanks for listening to A Jigsaw Guide to Life with Alec McClellan.